Welcome to Any Given Friday, the official podcast of Lake Country Sports. It is not Friday, though, even though that is still the name of our podcast. This is a very special episode of the Any Given Friday show. Uh, my name is Justin Hubbard. I'm the sports editor of Lake County News. And we've got a huge, huge matchup tonight, Thursday, May the 16th, in Macon. LOA's boys soccer team is going to be playing for the Class A state championship uh, I will have much more to say about that in just a moment, but uh, yeah, we wanted to get this episode out a day early and preview this, and uh, next week we're going to come back and recap it, and it will also serve as the season two finale of this epi- of this podcast, but uh, we're going to get started now with this week's stuff, and uh, Brandon Bush, the sports reporter at the Eaton Messenger, is going to kick us off talking about all things soccer in Putnam County. Well, we are all done with soccer in uh, Edenton, Georgia, unfortunately. Uh, we'll start with the Gatewood. The Lady Gators um, went on the road to play Bullock Academy in the first round of the state playoffs. Um, they entered the playoffs with a 9-3 and record. They had won seven of their last eight games, so they were pretty hot going into this game. They were the uh, three seed, and um, unfortunately, they had to play another Lady Gators team. They went down to Statesboro and faced Bullock Academy and they lost that game 4-0. to um, Wasn't a great game for the Lady Gators and they were missing two of their senior starters so they were um, so they were a little bit undermanned but um, they still had a lot going for them. Uh, Bullock Academy just got the upper hand so as I said they came in 9-3 and so they finished their season at nine and four, um, still a pretty good record, but unfortunately they were unable to get past the first round. As for the Gatewood Boys, um, we talked a while back about this. The Gatewood Boys soccer team got into they got into a playoffs, not the um, <laughs> not the not the GISA AA playoffs like they would have played in, but um, they actually competed in the single A playoffs. And how that happened is they went two and ten. Uh, this year in Double A, that makes them the uh, team with the worst record in GISA Double A. Of course, that eliminates you from the playoffs. However, um, the GISA Single A only has a four-team playoff, and only three teams qualified. So, the GISA, by some crazy decision, decided to drop down Gatewood and have them compete in the Single A playoff. This is crazy. I've never seen anything like it. But that's how it worked out. Um, so the Gators, they did make it to a playoff, and they had a chance to compete for a state championship. But unfortunately, they were eliminated in the first round. Oh, man. Yeah. I, you and I were, were praying to the soccer gods that we would have mass chaos with the Gatewood yeah. uh, state championship. But, man, that, it just, just wasn't meant to be, I don't guess. That, that would have been a fantastic state championship. <laughs> yeah. But um, they played First Presbyterian Christian Academy in the first round of that of the single A playoffs. They actually went up one to zero um, early in the game. Uh, Colby Bennett, who's actually an eighth grader playing for this uh, varsity team, scored uh, Gatewood's only goal. Uh, but unfortunately, the Highlanders came back, had a two to one lead by halftime, and scored two more goals in the second half for a four to one playoff victory. So uh, the Gatewood Gators, they were given a chance to be in the postseason, but they were eliminated in the first round. Um, they finished the year at 2-11. and 11. Um, Despite a really tough season, a really um, really rough-looking record there, 
Um, I, I I think it's pretty cool. It's it's really strange, but at the same time, it's kind of interesting that they did still have a chance to compete in the postseason. So, um, yeah, GISA. I don't I don't know how you I don't know how you pulled this one off, but you know, at, at least Gatewood did get to see some postseason action. And finally, we um, unfortunately have some bad news concerning arguably the best soccer team in Neenton, Georgia, the Putnam County War Eagles. Um, as we all know, they had another fantastic year this year. They um, entered this week 18-3. and They were coming off two, uh, excuse me, three good playoff wins. They defeated Spencer in the first round 4-0, to um, went over to Coosa, had a comeback win where they won 2-1, to and then they just absolutely wiped the floor with Harlem, uh, four to zero. So they were they made it all the way to the semifinal round. Unfortunately, they had to take a three and a half hour drive down to Thomasville, and got unfortunately got absolutely walked on by the Bulldogs, six to one. Um, they were losing two to zero at the half, which is you know still you can still recover from that. And we've definitely seen Putnam County. Um, come from behind several times this season. Um, they've been trailing in a couple of games this season, but they've been able to pull off a win. Case in point, that Coosa game, where they also had to drive about three hours or so. So um, they definitely weren't out of it um, going into the second half, trailing 2-0. to zero. Um, Senior Marcus Almanza scored the only goal for the War Eagles here. So, even though it was a loss, um, one of their seniors still got to go out with a goal and, and um, hit this deep in the playoffs, so good for him. But unfortunately, the Bulldogs were um, even more unstoppable in the second half. And they scored four, tied on four more goals, and they um, ended up advancing to the state championship. Uh, so, they will go on to play Union County. Um, in the state championship in Mercer this week. Um, really unfortunate that Putnam wasn't able to be there because Putnam would be playing Union County in the state championship. That's a region opponent. Uh, me and Justin were talking um, before we started recording here. Um, it would be the second team we cover to have to play a region opponent in a state championship. The other being Morton County taking on Hart County in basketball earlier. But... Um, yeah, and an unfortunate loss for the Putnam County War Eagles. They were just one game shy from going back to the state championship. But they still had a great season. They had another 18-win season here in 2019. And they're only losing four seniors. So most of their starters, most of their um, important players are underclassmen. And some of them will be going into their uh, junior and senior years. So... Um, most of this team will be coming back next year. So the Putnam County War Eagles, they may have fallen short of going back to the state championship, but the program should be um, in a good state for the next couple of seasons. But, yeah, the Putnam County War Eagles finished season 18-4 and with a loss against Thomasville on the road. Well, fortunately for us, we do still have a team that is going to the state championship. So, Justin, tell us about the Laker County Academy Titans soccer team going to the state championship. That's right. Huge game on tap for this evening. That's the reason we're getting this episode out a day early so we can give a, a legit preview for this game. But you said it, Eloise Boys soccer team is taking on GMC Prep tonight, 
for the Class A Public State Championship down at Mercer University at 7.30 p.m. I hate the fact they got the late start, but regardless, they're in the biggest game of the season. The Titans come in riding a nine-game winning streak. They've been really dominant as of late. Uh, take you back through the playoffs really quick. The Titans defeated Elite Scholars Academy in the first round. Five to one, really dominant win there. And then they took a, a long road trip down to Claxton, Georgia, and defeated the Tigers four to one. And last week they hosted the final four round in front of a pretty dang big crowd, really electric atmosphere, and defeated Ace Charter uh, Academy four to two. So uh, that was a, that was a physical game last week. I know I touched on the last on our last episode, but really really physical. And then. Uh, there in the second half, Elway's offense really just exploded and pulled away to pull off the win. They are going to take on a very familiar opponent in GMC Prep. Uh, tell you a little bit about the Bulldogs first. They are 18 and two this season, by far the best record of a team that Elway has seen this season. I'm not. I'm not going to say right now coming in that they're the best team that they played because Elway played a, a really tough schedule this season. But regardless, they've got a really tough opponent in front of them. As I said, they're 18-2. Uh, they're outscoring their opponents this season 105-25. to So a very, very tough defensive team there for sure. Uh, the last two games, though, for GMC have been very close. Uh, they both went to penalty kicks before uh, the Bulldogs pulled off the, uh, the dramatic wins. So uh, even though LOA, you know, on one side, LOA's been coming in really, really strong, uh, whereas GMC's been struggling a little bit, having to play some, some tight contests. So... I'm not really sure what that speaks to for tonight's game, but uh, take that for what you will. Uh, it's been a, a much easier road in in a certain regard for LOA to this point. Now, with that said, these two teams have got a ton of history against each other. They have played each other four times in the uh, in the last three seasons when LOA started uh, varsity sports. And, of course, GMC has won all four of those games, uh, the most recent of which was back on March the 5th, I believe, uh, Elway dropped that one two to one, so a really really close game there between these two squads. And from from what I can tell, it, the gap is getting closer. GMC, as we all know, is a, a pretty good powerhouse uh, athletics program around this area, and it really showed that that GMC was more developed than Elway the last few years. Uh, but every time they played each other, the, the the margin of defeat has gotten increasingly smaller, and Elway's been, been closing in, closing in, closing in. So tonight they've got a really, really good chance to get that first win versus GMC and uh, get it when it matters the most for sure. They've never played each other on this grand of a scale. So uh, I'm really intrigued to see how it all shakes out. I think it's going to be a close game. A couple other things to keep in mind. Julie Brooker, who is the uh, Titans head coach, was formerly a coach on this uh, GMC boys soccer staff. So uh, she's coming in with a lot of history as well, you know, even – uh, you take out the head-to-head, she's got a personal connection there. Uh, and something else you got to keep in mind, Brandon, I don't know how many times you've been there, but GMC's got a really old-school football field that they play on. It's grass. That's it's right. got the, the huge hump in the middle. It's going to be on a turf surface. And LA plays on turf every home game at Green County's uh, Tiger Stadium. So uh, there, is a, there is a huge difference between t- playing on turf and playing on grass. So take that for what you will, too. But I, I think – uh, in a certain respect, that does give LOA a little bit of an advantage. Uh, but certainly, GMC is going to be a very tough challenge. I'm excited for this game uh, to the point that we got in here early to record this show. We're going to get it out to you early. Hopefully, you've been here before the game starts. And 
Uh, I'll, I'll certainly be down there keeping you posted with live updates throughout the game. And uh, we'll come back next week and wrap up the entire season for Elway's boys soccer team. And, Brandon, I really hope we got some good news to talk about. All right, well, that is the latest around Lake Country. But now we are going to welcome in Will Petty, the associate editor of the Ball Bulletin. And we are going to talk some shooty hoops and college football. Uh, but first, let's start in the NBA. And, uh, y'all, this past week was pretty insane across all of the NBA playoffs. Will, before we came on here, was talking about the shot that broke the internet last week. Kawhi Leonard sinking a massive dagger in Game 7 and completely uh, going viral online. So, Will, you wanted to talk about it, I'll let you kick us off. Overall, that shot in these playoffs, what have you seen so far? How are you feeling about the way everything is uh, playing out in the postseason? Well, I'll say one thing. I'm more excited about a Toronto-Milwaukee Eastern Final than I really was about Philadelphia-Milwaukee one. I think that really has more to do with just me hating Philadelphia in general. And uh, I kind of think it's kind of funny that uh, <laughs> that uh, Canadians can't do anything in hockey, but here they are in the finals <laughs> in basketball. So, uh, But I think uh, that's going to be a really interesting series. Uh, as far as the others, I mean, there hasn't really been that many surprises. I think everybody kind of – I was optimistic. Unfortunately, I was wrong. Golden State's still in the final four. Um, you know, Portland, I didn't really expect to see him. I really was, I, I now have a newfound hatred of Portland after this year. Um, so I'm in a weird position where I actually want Golden State to win that. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, yeah, it's, it's been a really interesting playoffs. That shot though, the thing that I keep on thinking about is, uh, Drake wore a Philadelphia 76ers jersey to that game. Because apparently whenever Drake wears a jersey, the team is cursed. And he, of course, is from Toronto. So he decided to wear a 76ers jersey in the arena to try to put the curse on Philadelphia, and it worked. <laughs> I was going to ask, did he do a fall heel turn? But that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, well, that, I didn't know that until right this second. That's pretty cool. That wasn't the only NBA shootout, though. I mean, there was one in Miami with NBA Youngboy. Anyway, um... Yeah, I just, <laughs> he's a rapper. Okay. And, uh, he, I, I just, I knew I didn't know him, and I was, I'm not going to get the joke ever, so I, I just let it go. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, so far, I mean, I think, I think this second round has been way more exciting than the first round was. The first round was just uneventful, if anything. Yeah, it was, uh, it's a pretty good shot, Kawhi. Um, you're still a snake and a piece of garbage. <laughs> Never forget. Reminder, Brandon Bush is a big San Antonio Spurs fan. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it, it really was a good shot. But, um, unfortunately, so far in this Eastern Conference Finals, um, it really is not looking like it means much of anything because uh, the Bucks just absolutely smoked them in this first round. Listen to this stat. In the fourth quarter of that game, Players on the Raptors that were not named Kyle, Kyle Lowry, so everyone other than Kyle Lowry, 0 for 15 in the fourth. So one player on the Raptors was making goals in the fourth quarter. That's pretty sad. So um, I guess I guess Kawhi Leonard used all his all his magic on that one shot, and he couldn't sink anymore in 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 the fourth quarter of this game. But no, I think. Um, I think Milwaukee is 
I think it's pretty clear at this point. I know there's still six games to go, but I think it's pretty clear at this point that Milwaukee is probably going to advance. I think they're the better team. I think Giannis is playing at an absolute unreal level right now. You know, real like earlier in this season, I was thinking to myself, okay, the Bucks they're having a great year, but um, are they going to end up like the Raptors last year? Are they going to, you know, expend everything they got in the regular season and not do good in the playoffs? And that's not the case at all because the Bucks are a legitimate playoff team this year. And I'm, I've been really impressed with how they're playing. So, um, And I'll tell you this right now. It, if it ends up being Warriors, Bucks in the finals, the Bucks are going to play the Warriors harder and give us a better finals than the Cavs did in four years. There are not many certainties in this life. There are a few I can think of, though. There's death, unfortunately. There's taxes. Unfortunately for you. And then, yes. And then, of course, there's Golden State winning in the playoffs. Yeah. I sat here last week. I told you it's not a prediction. It's a spoiler. They are going to beat the Houston Rockets. And then what did they do? They beat the Houston Rockets in pretty much pull-away fashion. Fashion. It got closed there late with all the fouling and whatnot, but Steph Curry came alive. Listen, listen, listen. Everybody threw dirt on Golden State's grave after Kevin Durant was out for the series and maybe even out longer than that. Who knows? That team was dominant. That was a championship team before KD ever stepped foot in California. This team knows how to get it done. They know how to rise above every kind of obstacle, every kind of... uh, Every kind of challenge. I don't care if it's Toronto. I don't care if it's Milwaukee. Golden State's going to win this thing yet again. You might as well accept the fact and get used to it now. With that said, that Kawhi Leonard shot was amazing. I, I don't care about the NBA enough to even watch it. Honestly, I keep up with it, but I don't watch it. I had to go to Twitter and watch that clip, though, because everybody was talking about it. Insane shot, insane moment. I don't know if you've seen the pictures that have uh, materialized after that game, but... Pretty incredible scene there. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think Toronto is – I'm honestly going to pick Toronto to beat the Bucks. I'm going to go a little bold there. I think they're riding a, a very strong wave of momentum right now, uh, capped off by that amazing shot, obviously. Uh, but I'm going to pick I'm gonna pick the Raptors to win it. And, of course, the Warriors are going to beat Portland. And uh, end of the day, I think Golden State's going to be the champ yet again. But regardless, I think this is going to be a very exciting Final Four. Uh, particularly in the West. Yeah. Or, excuse me, in the East. Yeah, it's pretty interesting because, as far as we know, Kevin Durant's not going to play in Game 2 of this series either, but the it almost looks like the the old Warriors, the pre-Kevin Durant Warriors. They're Splash just, Brothers. Splash Brothers, yeah. I mean, yeah. come on. Yeah, Steph and Clay have re- really taken on this team. I think Steph has always been the leader of this team, not Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant's just been, you know, their, their heavy hitter, their secret weapon, but Steph Curry's the leader of this team, and Steph Curry... Is, is stepping up and taking over the series. So, yeah, I think it doesn't really matter at this point if Kevin Durant comes back. I think, you know, this this is the Splash Brothers Warriors that we saw before Kevin Durant decided to jump ship. So, yeah, I think the Warriors, regardless if Kevin Durant comes back, I think they've got it at this, at this point. Um, I, I As I said, I, I just think... I think it'll be an interesting finals. I think, the, I think it'll be way more fun watching the Bucks play the Warriors than um, the Cavaliers with LeBron. But, yeah, I think the Warriors 
I think the Warriors are going to be fine. I got confused for a second because I thought y'all were talking about the Bash Brothers. And I was like, why are we bringing up the Mighty Ducks on the <laughs> NBA Finals here? Uh, you know, for me, though, I'm going to say I think Milwaukee wins it in five. And uh, I'm going to say Milwaukee, Golden State. And I'm going to go against the grain and say I think uh, Milwaukee might could do it. I ain't going to say they are, but I think they got shot. I, it would it would definitely it'd be cool to see them win too. I just Milwaukee, I don't realistically see it happen. Milwaukee in six. All right. Wow. Well, all of that is going to take care of itself in due time. The buck will stop there. <laughs> and uh, we, we're we're very excited to see how it's all going to play out here in the last two rounds of the NBA playoffs. But uh, as of today, as of this recording on Thursday, we are. Uh, I'm not sure which game is technically the first, but we're 100 days away from the start of college football. And you know we love our football here on any given Friday. We love our Ed Orgeron uh, impersonations as well. But but let's talk about this whole we – didn't, we didn't touch on it last week or the week before, but we've seen the last several weeks Dan Mullen, head coach of the Florida Gators, uh, just – Completely trash talking Georgia, throwing different jabs. Uh, he, he had the the attendance figure for the spring game take a shot at Georgia, and it's all really coming to a head. And uh, we've seen the past week though that it's it's not working out very well for the Gators. They've lost a couple of players to transfers, and Georgia has swooped in since then and picked up a couple of really big commits for uh, I guess it would be the twenty twenty class. Looks like Georgia's getting the last word right now, but Will, as a, the other Georgia fan on this podcast, what are you thinking about this whole spat between Dan Mullen and the Bulldogs? You know, it feels great to be on the winning side now because, uh, you know, during the 90s and the early 2000s, we all had to deal with Spurrier just coming in and, you know, trolling us all the time and just... You know, we had no defense on it because he was just, you know, he was Spurrier. He killed us. But it's just now so great to watch Florida and, like, treat him like we treat Georgia Tech. Like, you're, you're, you're funny. Like, get out. I mean, we, we know that we're going to win by 30. We know that your team is redundant. We already know that you're not going to have any amount of success this year. You might make a bowl game, but you're not going to even come close to beating Georgia. You're going to probably not even beat LSU. Uh, Florida State's going to be kind of interesting, I think. I think Florida State may turn some things around this year, but that's too early to tell. We all know how great of a coach Willie Taggart is. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's just how I look at Dan Mullen. I mean, I just <laughs> I don't think there's a lot there, and I think that he's trying to do some sort of stuff to build up. But I think Kirby Smart said it perfectly whenever he was asked about you know how he felt about that. He's like, well, how how are my kids supposed to look at me when I'm out here making a fool of myself like that? You know, he's like, you know, we show what we do on the field. We don't need to trash talk and troll and all that stuff. Yeah, it's like it's very Saban esque. If I'm if I'm Dan Mullen, I think tra- starting stuff with UGA and trash talking would be the least of my worries. Do y'all know that once again for like the second or third year in a row, there are multiple. There are multiple Florida Gators getting in trouble. Um, first of all, uh, Assistant Director of Player Personnel, Otis Yelverton. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Um, 
back on back in April, he got arrested for a third degree felony charge of aggravated cyber stalking. Apparently, apparently was threatening his ex girlfriend or something like that. Um, then, of course, we've heard about the two um, sexual assault allegations against freshman quarterback Jalen Jones. That particular incident is what has driven some of the Gators' commits away from the school. Yep. Um, um, earlier this month, on May 6th, defensive back, uh, Brian Edwards was charged with misdemeanor battery after supposedly grabbing his girlfriend by the throat. Um, yeah, just, it's, it, it's become pretty apparent at this point. And this is going on under McIlwain. I'm sure this is going on under Muschamp, too. Um, we know it was going on under Bur- Urban. Oh, yeah, it was definitely going on in Urban. Um, the Florida Gators just have a culture of really toxic, really low-character people. And um, even the people who aren't, like, that quote-unquote bad people, even just regular guys, even they can't control themselves and they're getting in trouble. What what was it? A while back, um, a bunch of a bunch of them were running around shooting people with airsoft guns or something. Just It's just... The culture at Florida is just absolutely ridiculous right now. And in four head coaches, it hasn't changed at all. So if I'm Dan Mulling, the the last thing I want to be worried about is trying to throw shade. And I say trying because it's it's not effective at all. I mean, Georgia still has the high ground. Even Georgia Tech's doing a better job with their shade. Yeah, even Georgia Tech. At least with Georgia Tech, it's just like, you know... It's just like college football rivalry, you know, jeering and stuff. I mean, I, I the, the no longer writing in red ink thing is a little little out there. But, you know, Georgia Tech, it's just, you know, I can kind of understand Georgia Tech. But Florida, they're, they're trying, they're trying to throw rocks in a glass house right now. You know, Georgia absolutely has the high ground. And Florida, I think before them, especially the head coach, can start, you know, trying to trash talk anyone, they need to look at themselves and they need to clean themselves up because Florida is just a really, just a really gross program right now, if you ask me. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at Florida's schedule this year just because I'm curious. All right, they start off with Miami. I, I'll, I'll That's get, a dub. I, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give them a win on that one. That's a dub. Tennessee Martin win. Kentucky, I, up in the air. Question mark. Yes. Where is that game? It is at Kentucky. That's a big question Ooh. mark, though. Yes. And then they get Tennessee, Duh. Uh, Towson, and then here's where it gets hard. This is after they start off easily, back to back to back to back. Auburn. Florida. Flor- or Auburn. LSU. South Carolina. Georgia. They could lose every single one of those games. Yes. Mm-hmm. They could, they, I think they could win every single one of those games. I, I don't want to get too big-headed because I know – the history of this rivalry, like you said, my entire childhood, I, I learned you just don't beat Florida, but you just don't beat Spurrier. But I—that's a good point. Well, even even Urban Meyer, but still, I, I just—they—they they have no reason to be acting so high and mighty. I'll let you finish the schedule, okay. but I think I think they could potentially lose to every single one of those teams you just said. Right, and uh, and of that four game stretch of Auburn, LSU, South Carolina, and Georgia. Uh, Florida, LSU, and South Carolina are back to back to back again a week before Georgia. Uh, right. But then they end their season with Vanderbilt win. Missouri's a question mark this year. You know yeah. they, they've got nothing. If to they lose. can find a quarterback, yes. And uh, Florida State. So you know we're, we're looking at a team that could honestly they they could go 
nine and three, but they could also go six and six. So, I mean, you know, you got to do a lot of that. Now, one thing I will disagree with Brandon on, I, I, I'm fine with the shade, you know, because like, it's a rivalry. Like, it's going to happen. I mean, it's you know, it's like Oklahoma, Texas. It's like Alabama, Auburn. I mean, you're always going to be throwing shade at your rival. It's just what it is. But, yes, they it's ineffective. They're not really doing much of anything about it. I mean, we kind of already know the end results before it even happens. Unless, you know, the uh, glory of Tim Tebow gets back on their side. But Yeah, like, I'm, I'm fine with the the rivalry, trash talk, and the turn and shade. I'm fine with that. I'm just saying, you know, Florida should be more worried about themselves than what George is doing. That's true. I think before Dan opens his mouth and speaks from now on, he needs to spend a little more time mulling it over. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, by the way, you kept saying he had Georgia has the high ground. I, I was I was expecting a Star Wars reference. <laughs> I was I'm expecting curious. a global warming reference. If the ice caps melt, uh, we will still have our stadium. Don't know about Ben Hill. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I want to share this quote. This is from this is from Mr. Brandon Adams, who works for DogNation.com. He is the host of another really good podcast called Dog Nation Daily. It's a really good show. I recommend listening to it. Uh, he was apparently a guest on 960 The Ref last week. And uh, he had this quote to say, As immobile as Felipe Franks is made to look in the pocket, he may be the fourth quarterback statue at the University of Florida. I thought that was, that was wow. pretty good. Uh, you know, there, there's just such a – and that speaks to it. There's such a big talent disparity between – Georgia and Florida right now, and with, with recruits decommitting and with talented freshmen leaving because their roommate beat the crap out of their, their girlfriend and, and the coaches refused to make them uh, to let them change rooms, it's just going to get even worse. The gap is going to widen just a little bit. Georgia's killing it recruiting-wise right now. I don't see any reason for Dan Mullen to be talking the way he is. I agree with you, but I like it. I like rivalries. I like the championess and all that stuff. Keep on, will, keep on giving us the bulletin board material, please. Yeah, I will, I will trash talk Georgia Tech from January 1st to December 31st. I don't care. I, I, I enjoy that aspect of college sports. That's what makes rivalries so much fun. But if you're going to talk the big talk, you got to back up. As I said a couple of weeks ago, uh, I'm stealing this from some random Twitter person, but if if Dan Mullen is going to talk like Steve Spurrier, he's got to win like Steve Spurrier. Mm-hmm. The fact of the matter is he has not done it. They are better now than they were with Jim McElwain. Uh, and I think they – I think, as I said earlier, I think they could lose a lot of those games. But I, I could see Florida have a, having a really good season this year and taking another step. But you've you got to you got to put up or shut up. And they have not put up so far – him head to head versus Kirby, smart as head coaches, he's not put up so far. You got to cut it out, man, because you're just going to end up embarrassing yourself even worse. Are you going to be the Harbaugh of the SEC? Yeah, he has that potential right now. Yeah, yeah, he he can win them all, but never win against yeah. Kirby. Never win the most important game of the year. Yep, yep. Uh, by the way, this news just broke: the Arizona Cardinals eight-time Pro Bowl quarterback, excuse me, Patrick Peterson, has been suspended. The first six games of this coming season for violating the NFL's PED policy. So, uh, we talked about them last week. They had a pretty good draft, but that's a big loss for the mm, Cardinals. Yeah. Uh, pretty dumb decision there. They'll still be one of like 14. Yeah. Yeah. All right, back to our regularly scheduled programming. Last thing, 
there's been a little headway the last week. I don't know if y'all saw this, but the NCAA is putting together a committee to uh, test the waters, if you will, about allowing uh, member athletes to be able to profit from their image and likenesses. So, and their names as well. So, uh, this would open the door for autographs for. Uh, I would assume some sort of uh, endorsement. NCAA 2020, NCAA baby. Yes. Football 2020. Yes. Please, God, give. If it that to means us. that comes back, then I'm all for it because Madden, the Madden, the last like ten Madden They've games been have been the same buggy, glitchy, glitchy, just absolute trash mess. So if if NCAA comes back, then yeah, I'm all for it. And NCAA 14, which is the latest game, it still holds up. Yes, it does. I still get played every now and then, but. Yeah, I was going to ask, obviously we all love the, the thought of the video games returning. We want those yesterday, but uh, what do you guys think overall about this? We've, we've touched on this subject many times in the past, but it's looking like it might end up becoming a reality. Yeah, I think um, I think um, it is time to reevaluate how um, college athletes are compensated. And I've always been of the belief that you know, you don't have to give them these massive professional athlete contracts. That's unrealistic. But you know, they they are they are stars. You know, they are famous. And you know, even even though they're just college students, you know, you tell someone you tell someone that Jake Fromm's going to be somewhere, or you tell you tell them that Jared Stidham from Auburn is going to be somewhere. Like people are going to show up. People people are going to come to that. You know, so like. You know, you can you can kick a little bit of money these guys' way. I think that's I think that's more than fair. You know, my thing is, I've said for years, I've always believed that players should be paid. I mean, they are sacrificing their bodies every Saturday whenever they hit that field. We've seen you know a lot of consequences come out. Look at you know that player for Southern who played you know against Georgia, and he's you know all of that stuff that happened. Devin Gales, yes, I mean that. Stuff like that happens, and I think, you know, don't get me wrong, free free tuition is great, and absolutely, you know, that's a good thing, but these players are doing more than your typical student. They're, they're honestly doing more than your student athlete. It is a full-time job for them. Between classes, they have, you know, training, they have practices, they have, you know, road trips they have to go on, you know, there's just so much involved in it, and... You know, I'm not saying pay them millions of dollars, but you know, if if uh, Jake Fromm wants to go sign autographs at a, uh, you know, the local Kroger, let him. Like, what 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 harm is he doing? Is he doing anything that's really that sinful? No. And honestly, the thing is, it'll also eliminate a lot of the other problems the NCAA has. For instance, there was the player from Boise State who could not afford room and housing, so Boise State tried to put him up so he could, you know, actually not be freezing on the streets of Boise, and that was a violation. Uh, there was Spaghetti Gate in Oklahoma. That was a violation. I'll never forget that. Ta- I mean, and honestly, Tattoo Gate in Ohio State, like, players getting free tattoos, like, it, it, the violations are ridiculous. Um, so, you know, if you don't want to pay them millions of dollars, fine. You can even pay them ten, twenty thousand $20,000, whatever. $5,000, whatever. Just let them make some sort of income off what they're doing. I mean, 95% of these players are not even going to make it to the NFL anyway. This is their time to shine. I understand that you're really trying to promote amateur sports, but you know what? This ain't the Olympics. 
and uh, these colleges are making millions of dollars. The people that promote these colleges make millions of dollars. People that go so far as to make like a SEC schedule map make money off their likeness. So, yeah, give them a share. I totally agree. This is exactly what I've been uh, lobbying for for the last several years now. Uh, you're right. I mean, these, these guys and girls, because it's not just football we're talking about here. It's all of NCAA sports. They have to do a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, all, all on behalf of their program. And it's all of what you said, plus go to school on top of all that. And uh, depending on their degrees, it's not an easy thing to do. Well, you covered so, plenty of practices at Georgia. You know what it's like. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I've been there and I've seen it firsthand. It is a demanding lifestyle. I don't know how those, those people do it. Honestly, it, it, there's sun up to sundown. You have something you have to be doing, and you, if you don't do it, you're gonna fail in in one area or another. And the fact that a guy like Todd Gurley or a guy like Johnny Manziel, they're probably two biggest examples in recent times. But you said uh, as well with Tattoo Gate in Ohio State. The fact that they can't even go sign a or sign a contract, sign their autograph on something, and make a little bit of money. Off of it, that has always bothered me because that is their name. Once they're out of college, it's it's open range for them. They can they can go sell as many autographs as they want. I hated the fact that the NCAA has control over that. I hope this is a step in the right direction, allowing for those players to to have the ability to make money off of themselves. That's the part that's always really bugged me is they can't even go sign their name on a on a helmet or a tennis racket or a basketball, whatever the case right. may be. No one's saying that they can go and sign with Nike and use right. custom-made shoes or right. anything like that. But yeah. like, and, and, you know, um, it might prevent some situations of, you know, some athletes going to the NFL drafts way earlier than they need to. Um, you know, they, they if they stay, if it would be encouragement for them to stay in college a little longer. And maybe they'd come out a better player. But also you would... Um, prevent situations like um, a few years ago, Auburn had a running back named Peyton Barber. And if he stayed at Auburn, he could have been a pretty solid player. But he went into the draft way earlier than he needed to because he needed to get onto a team and get money so he could buy his mom a house because his mom was homeless. And he ended up going undrafted. So that was a huge gamble. Luckily, it worked out for him because he plays for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers now. But, you know, maybe if he had... You know, some kind of income from playing football at Auburn, something like that. Maybe he could have helped his mom out and also stayed at Auburn, worked on his game more, and been a way, um, a way better player who actually did get drafted. So, you know, I think there's a lot of situations that could be fixed if you know we took an approach like this or something. All right, before we go, um, I know we weren't planning on talking about baseball today, but. I gotta give a shout out to. <sighs> shut up. Shut your face. I gotta give a shout out to um, this young man, Austin Riley. Oh, what a debut! His first game with the Braves, his second at bat, nails a home run. Nails a beautiful one too. So it was a terrible pitch. Yeah, I gotta it was a say, bad pitch. I don't know. Yeah. I, I forget who the pitcher was. I don't know what he was thinking, but you don't. This guy's got what thirteen homers in the last eighteen games. You don't throw that pitch to him. Yeah, I don't care if it's his debut. You cannot take that risk. Yeah. But yes, Austin Riley jumped all over that thing and sent it what four hundred eighty something feet, something like that. Yeah, crazy it was distance. it was crazy. So yeah, it's just 
some really good news for Braves for Braves country right there. Um, I wish he, I wish he was a pitcher too, so we could fix our bullpen. But you know, whatever. Another home run hitter, I'll take it. Uh, what was up with the uh, Florida State chant? Um, this is why we don't talk baseball. We will. Yeah. Because I just want to power bomb him through a table. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I really hope the mom remains Becky two belts this Sunday. Yes, me too. I will be upset if she doesn't. Okay, before this goes off the rails, we got to get out of here. I do like Lacey Evans though. Oh yeah, she's she's great. It's just not her time. No. We don't have time for a WWE podcast. So maybe one day in the future. Uh, we got to get out of here for this week. We appreciate you tuning in. As I mentioned, we got the huge LOA uh, soccer state championship game come up tonight. Be sure to follow all of my updates on the Lake Country Sports Facebook page. And uh, we'll be back next week with the season finale of season two of Mini Gamer Friday. We hope you come back and join us.